Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a new episode of Phillies Today. For Sports Radio 94 WIP here on a Monday morning, December 11th. Don't know what the weather's like outside right now, but it was kind of warm yesterday. It was kind of crappy, too. It was raining. So whatever. Who cares about the weather? I feel like I've started every episode talking about the weather. Fun. But you know what? You know, it's not fun. The Birds losing to Dallas last night and the Eagles lose two straight. Got to mention the Birds. This is a WIP podcast at the end of the day. It is Phillies, but it is a WIP podcast. Not looking good for the Birds right now, but hopefully they bounce back next week. Uh, but not a great game against the Niners, against the Cowboys. So hopefully we can talk about some positive things today. Here, get your mind off of the Birds. I assume most of you are Birds fans here, as most of us are in Philadelphia. But I'm actually not going to start off with some positive things. I want to, we got to relate some stuff to last night's game for the Phillies. And you probably saw it in the opening video with Bryce Harper holding a Cowboys hat and then saying, oh, but I'm in, I'm in Philly now. It's a work thing. I don't know how I felt about that. I knew it was like a national, it was a national broadcast. Obviously, it was NBC. I mean, every football NFL game is a national broadcast. But at first, I was like, oh, it's Bryce. We're so used to seeing Bryce and, like, Bryce Bryce is our guy. So anything we see him in, he's talking, he's either pandering to Philadelphia, and I don't mean pandering in a bad way. Don't get that misconstrued. He's the man. He's genuine. But we know what Bryce does, and Bryce is a showman. And I just, I, I, didn't, I didn't, I don't know how I thought, you guys tell me out there, how did you feel about that Bryce video last night before the game? Did you like it? Did you not like it? Were you like, ah, oh, yeah, Bryce was a Cowboys fan. And now and now he didn't say he was an Eagles fan now. He just said, oh, yeah, I'm in Philly now. It's like, you know, Philly's great. The city's great. He never said anything about the Eagles. Which, you know what, to, to a certain extent, like, I would respect Bryce technically still being a Dallas fan at heart. 
just because you don't go away from look i i had moved a couple of times and the places i moved to were not anywhere near philadelphia to a certain extent um but i always i kept my philly roots and i would never ever root for other teams so to a certain extent i would respect that it just also felt weird though like at the end of the video bryce is like well what did bryce say like oh yeah it's but it's the rivalry it's still it's still the rivalry like Bryce, I don't. You didn't say you're an Eagles fan, and I don't. I don't want you to say you are an Eagles fan now. I look. You don't need to switch sides. It was weird. I just. I don't know how I felt about it. I. I. I walked. I. Once the game started and that video ended, I was just like, I was like, okay, Bryce. I was like, I don't know how I feel about this, but I don't feel necessarily great. So you guys, let me know. Let me know out there. On Twitter at Rojas underscore media underscore. Let me know what you thought about the video. Did you like it? Were you like, oh yeah, Bryce is Philly. Like we love Bryce. Or were you like, ah, I don't want to see Bryce Harper holding a Cowboys hat and talking about the rivalry and probably still being a Cowboys fan. So I don't know. I just felt weird about it. But you let me know out there, Bryce Harper. That Dallas and Philly video from last night. So on to actual baseball, on to actual Major League Baseball. The deal happened. Shohei Otani, 10 years, $700 million to the Los Angeles Dodgers. There was a report out there that he potentially could was going to meet with Toronto, and Toronto seemed like the destination that, where he was going to end up. And unfortunately, that was misreported. Look, mistakes happen. I don't like to see all those people out there giving a reporter crap that doesn't have a has a good track record. I don't necessarily love to see that. There are there are a lot of reporters out there that continuously like mess things up, and they seem to it's just a bit for them at this point. So, but anyway, he did not go to Toronto. Unfortunately, that was misreported. And he ends up at an L.A. Dodger. Ten years, $700 million. The most, the biggest contract in American sports history. $70 million a year. It's insane. I think, I think Otani will be making like $500,000 a game. If he plays all 162 games, he'll make like a $500,000 a game. That's insane. Insane. So Shohei Otani gets a massive deal with the L.A. Dodgers. So what I want to talk about here real quick before I get to a new segment uh, that I have uh, specifically for this offseason for Phillies today is how it affects the Phillies. So it's obviously it's a domino that needed to fall for the rest of Major League Baseball for all these deals to start happening. For you know, we had deals before Otani, we had a few trades before Shohei signed with the Dodgers, but that was the domino everyone was waiting to fall. Yeah, you had the Soto trade last last week, but Otani was the deal. Uh, the the player that needed to sign for the rest of Major League Baseball to happen. And specifically, this being a Phillies podcast, what does it mean for the Phils? It doesn't mean much. It really doesn't. I don't think this this affects the Phils at all. The Phils won't be doing anything big. Dombrowski, and maybe even the rest of the front office is kind of alluded to, they're just interested in, in in running it back. They're not. It doesn't. It sounds like they're out on Hader. They're out on Yamamoto now. Especially that. It sounds like he might get like a ten year, three hundred million dollar contract. So, 
they're out on a lot of these big names. It sounds like it sounds like there's like a 99% chance. You never know, but it sounds like it's a big, big chance that the Phils won't be doing anything big this offseason. And I just read an article. Uh, it was from Todd Zalecki, basically saying like Dombrowski mentioning like he's just pretty much content with running it back. He's content with running this entire Phillies roster back from what it was in 2023. And I've talked about it many times on this pod the last like month or so, you know, since unfortunately you lose in the NLCS. I'm co- and I'm fine with that. I-, I think this team is good enough to win a World Series as is. It's being real. Maybe you add a bullpen piece here or there and maybe you add possibly another starter, but that probably won't happen. I still think they're good they're good enough to win a World Series as is. They're good they're good enough to win. Like the lineup, like the bullpen like the rotation they're they're good enough to win as is and Dave Dabrowski see that seems to feel the same way so they don't have a lot of room on their roster and it seems like the Phils are content with running it back and there's nothing wrong with being content I think I think a lot of the fan base feels that way too I feel like a lot of the fightings a lot of these fans out here feel like we're good enough we're good enough you know maybe Maybe the Kimbrell thing. I mean, Craig Kimbrell's not coming back. So Craig Kimbrell is literally with another team, so we don't have to worry about him coming back. Seemed like maybe people thought that Craig Kimbrell was, was a, and it was. It, in, in the NLCS, gave up a few, uh, you know, cost them a game or two. But, I mean, the offense was the real reason why they lost. But I don't want to dive too much back into that. But it seems like they just need to add a piece here or there, you know, in the last couple of months. And Dombrowski has mentioned a trade possibly, but it won't won't be anything too, too big. So the, the Otani deal doesn't really affect the Phils at all because the Phils were always content with just running it back to, yeah, just running it back to, to who they were in 2023. And we're going to talk about it throughout the offseason about, you know what to expect with a lot of these guys in 2024, and that's and that's where it takes me to this new segment. What to expect from each Phillies player in 2024, and this kind of just came to me because we did the Trey Turner year uh, a deal a year later last week, and if you want to go check that out, did that last week. Talked about the Juan Soto deal and why it was a good idea for the Phillies not to trade for Juan Soto, and talked about you know Trey Turner's deal a year later uh, because he signed it, I guess, last week, a year ago. So, and I I basically went from, you know, how Trey, you know, how Trey's season went in year one and how, what to expect from him in 2024 and even a little bit beyond. But it gave me the idea, why don't we, why don't we go through every single, I'll pick a, I'll pick a name out of the hat. A name out of the hat, and I'll say this player, this player, whoever. One player, almost per episode. I kind of want to do this, especially as December. I want to do this up until spring training. One player per episode. And we'll talk about what to expect from them in the year 2024. So let's pick a name out of the hat. Let's see who it's going to be. Boom. Ranger Suarez. So we had Trey Turner off the board already. Now let's take 
Ranger Suarez off the board for the Philadelphia Phillies. And so we're going to preface it with, let's talk about his 2023, and then we'll get to what to expect from him in 2024. So his 2023 was up and down. I think we were all, we all wanted Ranger to get back because Nola, you know, in, in the beginning of the season, Ranger was slated to pitch for Venezuela, I believe, right? He was Venezuelan uh, for the Venezuelan team in the World Baseball Classic. And unfortunately, like a week before it started, he went down. I believe that was an arm injury. I could be wrong. I'm going to double check real quick because I don't want to get this wrong. Yeah, it was an arm injury. And he missed about two months for the Phillies to start the year. Came back and started the se- started his first few starts were kind of shaky. And then he kind of got into a rhythm. But he also got injured again. He also got injured again in, that was late August, in a hamstring injury. Missed a couple of weeks there. So he missed a couple of starts. Only a couple. But... Ranger, you know, he gets a bit of an excuse because his 2022 was 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 good. His 20 he he stepped into the Phillies rotation as the third starter and he was good. He was generally good uh, for what he was. He wasn't like elite, but he was good. And you know, in 2023, you you, you hope to expect a little more from him. And it just never really got going. He was up and down. He had some really good stretches where he was very good and looked like Ranger Suarez. And he had some stretches where he wasn't all that great. And then he had the injuries on top of it. So Ranger, it's kind of tough to to view Rangers 2023 and say like, oh, like, oh, you had an ERA over four and um, you were up. Like, look, he was hurt. He was hurt and you give him a little bit of a pass because he, he did deal with some of the injuries and... Um, it was a little up and down, and, and I think the injuries definitely contribute because of that. You, especially to start the year, it's not like you started the year and you got hurt for like a week and it came back. Like no, you started the year on the injured list, you know, in March through May, I believe. So, twenty twenty three was up and down, but you kind of give him a pass. But going into twenty twenty four, and fingers pro- crossed, always for any player, and you hope that every player stays healthy. You never wish injuries upon a player. Expecting in 2024, you assume that Ranger's going to be healthy. He slates into this rotation as the third starter. Christopher Sanchez was great in 2023. But, you know, he doesn't even have, I don't even know if he has, how many, he might have like 30 starts under his belt for his career in the the first couple of years. So, but Sanchez was great so far. But I don't think he's ready to be the third starter. Tywin Walker was okay. It's time for Ranger Suarez to step into this role as a third starter, and he needs to improve. He needs to improve off of his 2022 season, where he had like what, a 3.65 ERA, and he was generally like again, like I said again, he was solid to good that year. And you like what you saw from Ranger Suarez, but I'd say going into 2024, you especially if the Phillies don't sign, like they probably won't sign a Yamamoto, like I mentioned, or sign a Blake Snell. Or make a trade for a Corbin Burns. I mean, that would be crazy. But it doesn't sound like the Phillies are going to do anything like that. So I think it's time for Ranger Suarez to come in and be a good third starter. Be a good third starter. Especially with Nola. He's been inconsistent the last like five or six years. I know you just gave him that big contract. He's been inconsistent. Zach Wheeler, obviously, we know we, know we love wheels and we can trust wheels. But... Tywin Walker was okay last year. Christopher Sanchez, who knows yet. 
it's time for Ranger Suarez to take the reins. He's been a great reliever in the past. He's put up stellar, stellar numbers as a reliever. And it's time for him. I don't, he doesn't need to be an elite starting pitcher, but I want him to, for the, to, him to be a good third starter and to trust him every whatever day he's going to pitch on for 30 starts. I want, I want him to be somebody that we can bank on, you know, and again, like I said, 2022 or 2023, give him a little bit of pass because of the injuries and whatnot. So this year coming in is into 2024, whether it's an ERA, what was the ERA? Uh, three, six, five in 2020 and 2022 gave you a hundred and it was three, six, five ERA and 29 starts, 155 innings. I'd like to see the ERA go down even further. ERA go down even further to, you know, like a like a three 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 four. Like that's the type of improvement I want to see. I want him to be. I want people to look at him. He doesn't need to, to like take a leap and be an elite starting pitching pitcher. That'd be great. But I want him to just be like a good a good third starter because that's what we were expecting going into twenty twenty three. It's like okay, Ranger was good in twenty twenty two. Let's see him make even a little more progress. He's still young. He's still he's not. He's not a. Uh, he's not an old guy. He is twenty eight. I mean, he's right right into his prime. So he's not young, but he's not old. But right into his prime. So Ranger Suarez needs to be the way I view it. With Nola, you don't know with Nola. Tywin Walker was okay last year. I know he had like what, like he was like top five in wins in Major League Baseball. The win stat is one of the most absurd, uh, fraudulent stats in sports history. So I don't care about that. I look at Tywin Walker's uh, ERA, his ERA plus, his his other numbers that weren't all that great. His splitter velocity being super down. Like it Tywin Walker was okay. He was okay. He had some had some de- some good starts here and there and he had some g- good stretches, but there was a lot of the year where I mean, he had 15 wins and a lot a lot of that was aided by the Phillies you know, giving him run support. So that being said, Ranger Suarez really think needs to come in and be a third starter and be somebody that you can trust. And you could say the same thing for about Aaron Nola. He needs to be somebody more you can trust. Tywin Walker, he needs to be somebody more you can trust. And Christopher Sanchez, let's see him do it for a full year. But we'll get to those guys throughout the year here. I want to just talk about Ranger Suarez right now. So Ranger, 2024, he needs to be a trustworthy third starting pitcher in this rotation behind Wheeler, Nola, and right uh, in front of Tywin Walker and Christopher Sanchez. So let me know what you think about Ranger Suarez. What do you expect from him in 2024? What are you expecting of him? What are reasonable expectations on Twitter at Rojas underscore media underscore? Let me know. So around Major League Baseball, already mentioned the Otani deal. Again, 10 years, $700 million. It's a lot of money. One of the biggest, uh, the biggest sport contract in sports history or North American sports history. And on to another Japanese player. Yoshinibu Yamamoto is set to meet with the New York Yankees in Los Angeles. They are to meet this week, I believe. So it seems like, it sounds like, like the Yankees, Mets, maybe even the Dodgers. It sounds like the Dodgers still might even be in on Yamamoto. So interesting. But Yoshinibu Yamamoto to meet with the New York Yankees in Los Angeles this week. 
also thought it was interesting. Destiny Legardo from Phillies Nation, great, uh, great Phillies beat writer, just put out a an article saying that Reese Hoskins, uh, you know, th- th- all speculation, but basically how the Otani deal will affect Reese Hoskins market, and it sounds like from what we've heard in the past that Cubs, Blue Jays might be looking to get a Reese just because. Otani, they were looking at Otani. I mean, the Blue Jays were connected, the Cubs were connected. Another name that Destiny mentioned was the Diamondbacks. That would suck. I would not love to see Reese Hoskins in a Diamondbacks uniform, you know, not even a year removed from losing to them in the National League Championship Series. That would be terrible. I would hate that. I would absolutely hate that. So, interesting to see where Reese is going to go now. Nothing, you know, rumored as of real late, but thought that was interesting seeing that article. And, you know, got to check in on Reese because Reese is our guy. We love Reese Hoskins. So Cubs, Blue Jays, maybe the D-backs. We'll see where Reese Hoskins ends up this offseason. And let's close the show with a little This Day in Philly's History, as we do from time to time. 1920, December 11th, team president William Baker hires Wild Bill Donovan as manager to replace Gabby Kravath. Donovan was a Philadelphia native who previously pitched for Detroit and managed the Yankees. Kravis put up a 91 and 137 record as manager. And by the way, this is always brought to you by Broad and Patterson because they give broadandpatterson.com. They give me this Phillies information. 2020, the Phillies announced the hiring of Dave Dombrowski as president of baseball operations. Dombrowski previously led the teams in Boston, Detroit, and Florida. Hey, appreciate Dave Dombrowski, what he's done for this team. A day where you get an excuse to appreciate what Dombo has done for the Phillies. Phillies transactions on this day. 1917 traded Pete Alexander and Bill Khalifa to the Cubs for Mike Prendergast Pickles Dillhofer and $55,000. What a name. 1929 traded Homer Peel and Bob McGraw to the Cardinals for Pete Alexander and Harry McCurdy. 1947 traded Tommy Hughes to Cincinnati for Burt Haas. 1957 purchased Dave Philly from Detroit. 1962, traded Jack Davis to Los Angeles, the Angels, for Earl Averill. And in 85, traded Johnny Denny and Jeff Gray to Cincinnati for Gary Reedus and Tom Hume. 1986, traded Charles Hudson and Jeff Knox to the Yankees for Tom Barrett and Mike Eastler. In 91, traded Bruce Ruffin to Milwaukee for Dale Svum. Let's fast forward to 08. They acquired Robert Mosbach from Anaheim in the Rule 5 draft. 2017 lost Cameron Perkins on waivers to Seattle and Engel Vielma on waivers to the Pirates. Born on this date, real quick. Pete Behan, 1887, 1894, Lou Raymond, 1909, Jim Biven, 1914, Bill Nicholson, 1926, Johnny Gray, 1961, Bob Sebra, 1973, Andy Tracy, and 1980, Joe Blanton. Phillies World Series champ from 2008. We all love Blanton. So that's going to do it for today. Phillies today, 94 WIP Phillies podcast. Let me know what your thoughts are on a lot of these things. The Otani deal. What do you expect from Ranger Suarez in 2024? Reasonable to expect him to be a very good third starter for the Phillies. Let me know at Rojas underscore media underscore on Twitter. Francisco Rojas. I'll talk to you guys soon. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 